This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to a wonderful, another wonderful weekend here in the great state of Wisconsin. I am Tommy the True Newbauer, along with Danny Bush. We are your hosts for the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. to take you on a wild ride on the crazy train into Wisconsin's great outdoors. Uh, Greg Janik, back from his uh, long-deserved vacation is back on the boards again, and uh, well, welcome everybody, welcome Danny. So, Greg, uh, did you go any place special last uh, week? Not really. Went to St. Louis. I don't know if you can really consider St. Louis special. Yeah. Did you do anything? Uh, we went to go see the Arch. Yeah. Did which you go was up uh, it? did you? Go we up? did not. It was no? shut down. Oh, it was. Uh. It's there. They've been under maintenance, I guess, for the last two years. They're <laughs> they're, they're a reno- slow, ain't they? <laughs> they're renovating their entire visitor center, and it seems like. According to people we talked to, the tram that takes you up there is yeah. always shut down. So, uh, unfortunately, weren't able to get up in there. But uh, it was a little bit warmer than it was here. It was mid sixties every day, so I can't really complain about the weather. Mm-hmm. Spent some, spend some good time with family. So oh, that's good. Oh, you, who, you, do you have family down there? Or no, my, we don't have any family down there. My wife went with. Uh, her sister and husband and their kids. Oh, okay, okay. So it was a family deal that went down. Yeah. So it's a good thing they don't have steps up in that arch because no. you wouldn't want to walk it. No, going uh, <laughs> going up six hundred sixty feet wouldn't be uh, <laughs> going up would would uh, be a little bit of a pain. Yeah. Coming down would probably be easy. Yeah. But coming down. Yeah, that's all. Just easy. make a big slide. <laughs> Wait a second. Now, I've driven by that arch a thousand times. They've got a stairwell that acts stairs that that goes up. All the way up there. No, and, no. no. I guess it's all no. elevator. It's yeah. all elevator. What if the elevator fails and you're up there? Well, then nobody goes. Like Greg said, no, nobody comes down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who you cares get... about nobody well, going? Nobody what if you're down. stuck they on have, top uh, there, Tom? They have two trams. They have one on each side. Yeah, and apparently both of them are under maintenance. So I guess if one so, stalls, then they can just bring the other one up there. But if they both break down, then you know what you do? What do they call that you rappel down? They give you a rope and some uh, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> and you rappel down. So we we watched a video on how that thing was made. Yeah. And we talk about the wussification of uh of America. America. Oh yeah. 
They're showing a video of these guys putting on these iron workers. I imagine. Putting, yeah, putting on this stuff. No up. safety. No ropes, harnesses. No harnesses. And there's one guy that's there. That he's on a steel beam that's being raised up 500 feet by a crane, and he's just hanging on to the rope, standing, just standing on this thing, there. just looking around like nothing <laughs> ever happened. Well, you know, it's kind of like when they built the Hoover Dam. Uh, it it took uh, I forget now what it was. It took like four years, I guess, to build the Hoover Dam. You know how long it would take them to build it today? Probably about eight to twelve years with all the OSHA regulations, because mm-hmm. those guys they were doing the same thing. They're just hanging around, you know, working their jackhammers well, and doing whatever. I've got friends who work construction, and uh, they don't like wearing all that crap. I got a friend who's a roofer. And his crew got busted because OSHA showed up and wrote a bunch of fines and oh, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even though they, as the company, tell them, "Hey, you gotta, you know, yeah. wear this, you know, keep this clipped on or whatever," it just gets to be a hassle for them when they're trying to do their work. So they are the ones, a lot of times, mm-hmm. that are like, "Screw this! I don't." It's like me not wearing my seatbelt in my car. I don't feel like wearing it. I don't wear it, and that's mm-hmm. the way those guys can be. Oh, it didn't well, talk about helmets. There, there's one guy that was doing welding. Didn't even have a mask on. He just welding, smoking a cigarette. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, that you know, I can't. Yeah, that's, that's weird. It, when you think about it, they're having a having a having a smoke while well, they're, they're doing it. You know, it, uh, my a friend of mine who is my uh, one of my son's brother in laws. He's the guy. You know, these big towers out here for the radio towers and the TV towers. He's the guy who goes up there to change light bulbs. He, he goes up there. I mean, I couldn't. I mean, there's no way I could do that. He, I asked him, "How can you do that, Devin?" And he says, "Hey, no big deal. He just climb up there and do it." You know, to him, it's no big deal, and it's like, no, that, that's. Just, a big I think deal. I could. I think I could probably do that. You think you could climb I think up? I there? could just climb up. Yeah. I, I, Keep one firm grip on the ladder <laughs> with one hand, man. Well, well some and just don't they, they do have safety harnesses too. Yeah, they, they, they keep they, clipping they, them. And every, don't, every rung they go yeah, up. Don't look down yeah. and. Yeah. But yeah. some of those, I mean, you're going up. Oh, well, look at these ones out here yeah. even. You know, they're, I don't know how many feet they are, but they're way up there. Right, 300, 400 feet. Jeez. <laughs> That's crazy. Hey, did you hear what happened in Illinois? I don't really <laughs> care what happens in Illinois, Tom. Well, no, actually, I do. Actually, We've got listeners down yeah, in Illinois. I Illinois. know we do. Hey, yeah. way to go Cubs last year, guys. Yeah, hey, that away, guys. <laughs> no, I was cheering uh, for the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, figured Rami after likes so the many Cubs. years. Yeah, I, Rami does not? like the Cubs. I was not yeah, cheering for the Cubs. Oh, come on. No. Well, what happened in Illinois? Anti-American over No. There. Communists, for God's sake. Go to a Brewers-Cubs game and see how much you cheer for the Cubs after that when they come to Miller Park. Oh, I know. They're, yeah. Well, well, okay. Maybe. They're annoying? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, an understatement. I was, I was looking for a good word, and that's it. Annoying. That, that's an uh, understatement. They're annoying. Yeah, that's, annoying is an understatement. They're annoying. Hey, okay. uh, shut up. You are annoying. There's some me. donkeys behinds. Oh, <laughs> donkeys behinds, aka horses. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, down in Illinois on Lake Kincaid, um, guy, two guys are out fishing for bass, okay? Mm-hmm. They're using half ounce swim jigs, and we'll get into swim jigs later on in the show, maybe, but they're using half ounce swim jigs. And uh guy gets a fish on, and he figures, oh, yeah, that's a nice bass. He pulls in the new Illinois state record crappie with a half-ounce swim jig. It was 4 pounds, 8.8 ounces. The previous record stood for 40 years, which was 4 pounds, 8.2 ounces. 
So we beat them by roughly a half an ounce or six-tenths of an ounce, whatever, however they do that. So, yeah, a guy pulls in a four-and-a-half-pound crappie and a ha- on a half-ounce swim jig fishing for bass. Got a- And then you know what he did with it? He ate it. No, he didn't eat it. Let it go. No, he didn't. Well, in a way, he did. He he kept it alive for the their DNR inspection and verification and yep. all that. And he it's swimming in a Bass Pro Shop fish tank now. Hey, that's a great idea. I think that's an awesome that's an idea. Awesome idea. Yeah, so, swimming so other people can see it. Yeah, I'm planning on catching the next Wisconsin state record walleye in the next couple of weeks. So that's yeah. what I'm going to do. I'm well, going to keep it in my keep it alive. inch Alumacraft Navigator live well, which you know you can stow a a body in there. It's so big. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just get it verified. I'll call my buddy, Matt Groppy down here. I'll say, yeah. Hey, what warden buddy can, can you come? Oh, we can put it out at the zoo. Yeah. First I got to get the DNR guys to come and, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. verify it and stuff like yeah. that. And, uh, then I'll, uh, the zoo. Yeah, they got the big Lake I'm Wisconsin in there. It to in the zoo. zoo. I'm going to take it still to like, um, Cabela's. No, I'll, they got a big fish tank. I'll, We'll have Randy put a big fish tank at Midwestern Food <laughs> Supply. Yeah, let's talk Randy into that. And yeah. then we'll put my state record walleye. <laughs> well, I might have a state record walleye uh, this coming week. Why is that? I'm going to Lake Wisconsin. Uh, not walleye, but sauger maybe. I'm going to Lake Wisconsin. Lake Wisconsin. Yeah. How big is That's the on state the Wisconsin record River. sauger there? They're a lot smaller than walleyes, right? Yeah. Here, let, let, right here in my Durkee's mailbag. Let's look it up. Let's look it up real quick. Years ago in Green Bay, there used to be the Durkee's post-game Packer show, and they had the Durkee's mailbag. It was sponsored by right? Durkee's. Oh, well, yeah, I guess that sounds... Uh, Durkee's, I think, was a fine meets up in Green Bay. Well, where the hell sausage is place. Wisconsin? Oh, wait a minute. This is all the other states. Are we going to have to wait till after? Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to guess that the record Sauger Tom is 6 pounds, 14 ounces. You know, I, I used to know this. Where, yeah. No, wait uh, a minute. What happened to Wisconsin? You used oh. to know all your phone numbers, too, until you got a cell phone. <laughs> and then you know none of the, none of the cell phones. Uh, just, well, while you rummage yeah, over there. I, I'm looking for Wisconsin here. What the heck? Well, you rummage. Uh, let me ask my sports producer, uh, what what time are the games tonight, Greg? What's going on with that, uh, the NCAA? Once my bracket blew oh, up, I quit following I it. it. Uh, Talk about brackets being blown up. I don't have one Final Four team. I got two. Wow. I did way better than the sports expert. I don't even have a bracket. Expert. Shoot. I don't even yeah, have a Yeah, it was uh, last year. I don't know if I told you the story. I came in uh, second in the nation, and I work at Buffalo Wild Wings for my other job. And I came se- came in second in the nation. Second in the nation? In all of Buffalo Wild Wings employees. Did you win something big, like thousands of dollars? Like, uh, as much no. wings First as prize... you can choke down for a weekend? <laughs> <laughs> First prize was trip to this year's Final Four. Second place was a whopping $100 Visa gift card. Oh. That's awesome. Thanks. Oh. You know, why is the precipitous... Fall off from first to second place. I know they big fall offs and everything and everything. Off. Even fishing tournaments I've oh, seen yeah. like that. They're first all place like that. ten thousand dollars. Second yeah. place here here yeah. guys four hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, at the like, recent uh, okay. at the recent Bassmaster Classic last week, two weeks ago, a uh, week and a half ago, whatever. Uh, first place got three hundred thousand dollars. <throat> second place got fifty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a big insane. fall off. Well, I wouldn't mind fifty thousand. I'm hey, not complaining. I, it's a hundred free dollars. It's better than a hundred dollar Visa gift yeah. card. Hey, Danny, so what, what teams do what? you have? Uh, Gonzaga, uh-huh. North and, Carolina. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, so Gonzaga plays South Carolina at five oh nine today. Yep. Tonight, our, our time. Five oh nine, our time. Yep. And North Carolina takes on Oregon tentatively at eight thirty nine. Yeah, after the first game, that should be on channel fifty eight. That is on CBS. Correct. Yeah, on CBS. On CBS. Hey, Danny, what did what? you think uh, was the Sauger Six State pounds, record? 14 ounces. You're damn close. I know. I'm a smart guy. Six pounds, 4.8 ounces. Whoa, look at that. Think about it. Yeah. 14 ounces, 4.8. Now, this record uh, was broken in, two th- I mean, this record was established in 2008. And before that, I knew the guy who held the previous record, who caught it out of Lake Wisconsin. Norm Hickenlooper. Yeah, Hickenlooper. Yeah, I forget his name, but he—he, uh, he, I think it was like five seven or something like that out of Lake Wisconsin. So maybe I'll find some of them saugers or saw guys and walleyes and all that fish stuff. Expert Tom, yeah, can you right. tell me how do you tell the difference between a walleye and a sauger? That's really you need simple. The Tom Newbauer field on, guide to on identification on the, on the of top fin. Sauger. You know, on the top dorsal fin. Yep. They got spots. Saugers have spots. Walleyes do not. Also, on the bottom of the tail fin, walleyes got a white spot. Saugers do not. And also, on the side, on their skin, on the sides of the fish, saugers have a like a mottled look, you know, dark light, dark light, you know, whereas walleyes are all one color. Gotcha. You know? okay. So there's three ways to, to, I mean, you can tell a sauger right off the bat, you know. Is there a difference in uh, fine table cuisine between the two? No, they're the same. Same. They're the same. Yeah. Saugers, walleyes, saw guys. Now, they're all the are same. they part of the same family? Yes, then? Yeah, part of the perch family. Okay. Yep. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Right. And I, if people, I learned something already yeah, and today. And if people, and if our audience doesn't know, when when we talk about families, you know, of fish, it's like in the perch family, you got the the walleyes, the saugers, the perch, and then in the a panfish family, you got the you know bluegills and crappies, and largemouth and smallmouth bass are in the panfish family, and then in the pike family, of course, are northern pike, muskie, and pickerel. So, those are all and, and you know and you know how they distinguish the families? It's by skeletal structure. And carp are part of the carp go- family. <laughs> I think they're part of the goldfish family. I, I, you you are correct. I think they are. Yes, but it's all determined by skeletal structure. Hmm. So anyway, and what a, what is a garfish? I have no idea. How about family um, ones? <laughs> how about like uh, no bullheads and catfish and stuff in the catfish family? Okay, mm-hmm. I think eel pout must be in that one too. Mm. I think I'm not positive. Oh, if there's but, a bio, biologist out there, uh, 799-1250, give us a yeah. call. You know, I forgot to mention that. Before we go to break, if you want to get in touch with us with a question or a comment, 414-799-1250, or if you want to email us live, just email us at ceoguys at yahoo.com. And if you'd like, you can also go to their website, which is ceoguys.com. So we're at yahoo, we're at dot coms, we're at the phone number. Give us a call. Or give us a tweet, even though we don't tweet. Any fishing reports? Fishing <laughs> yeah, reports whatever. Out there. If you want to brag about a nice fish you caught, feel free. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors, uh, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Hey, welcome back, folks. We are coming to you live from the Baitmate Fish Attractant Studios. 
I'm going to be using some of that bait mate this coming week when I'm after them walleyes on Lake Wisconsin, part of the Wisconsin River. Uh, hey, I, we got an email here. Somebody sent us one at uh, CEOguys at Yahoo.com. And uh, it says, and this comes from Ralph. And Ralph says, I thought in Wisconsin you couldn't take a live fish off the lake. Well, first of all, Ralph, the the state that state record fish was in Illinois. That was caught in Illinois, not Wisconsin. Number two, you got a point there, buddy. Here, check this out, Danny. Ron, uh, Ralph wants to know. He says, I thought you, you know, speaking about that lake uh, state record crappie down in Illinois. He says, I thought you couldn't take a live fish off off the lake, you know, here in Wisconsin, because you can't leave them in a live well. And he's right. If you wanted to catch that that state record walleye when you go up to Door County and you wanted mm-hmm. to keep it alive in your live well and take it someplace to have it swim around, you really can't do that because you can't have any, uh, you got to empty your live well. I got two words to say that uh, about that, Tom. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> I catch a state record walleye. I'm keeping it alive. <laughs> and so let I'll, the day in our And fun. I'll have them give me a ticket and verify my record. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, Ralph, you were right. Quick thinking on Ralph's part. Good yeah. thinking, Ralph. You're, you're, but, that, but, but the fish was caught in Illinois, so maybe they can do that down there. I don't know. Oh, wait a minute. We got another email oh on God, this. They're coming in like crazy, right? Uh, this is from the Denbecks. This is from the Denbecks. Denbecks. Bushy. What? Good luck taking your record walleye to the zoo. With the ridiculous VHS, all live wells must be empty at the launch. No water can be transported from the lake. All fish are to be considered dead as you drive away. Had five perch last week in my bucket at Lake Michigan. DNR told me that the half gallon of water must be dumped out as I walked away from my spot. <laughs> hey, dump out that water. Hey, I'll just <laughs> I'll just pee Thanks, in, Jim. I'll just and... pee in the bucket or live well. That'll kill anything that's in there. Isn't it something? It's it's, it's not really lake yeah. water. It's I've been I've been uh peeing in there. That's just yellow water. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, uh, you know, yeah. No, well, I guess that, Jim right. caught up on that, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so I guess you couldn't use any lake water whatsoever. You no, you couldn't put it can't. in a separate tub. No, you couldn't, no lake uh, water at all. So you call the DNR guy, and he has to come on out and you while you're both still on the water in the live well. Then you verify it. Well, and they can't you, verify it right there. They're going to have to take it to a certified scale. Well, I, they can bring the certified scale I don't to think, the... Yes. Do they, do yeah, they bring no, one with it's, them? It's, do not they bring like one a, with... it's not like truck drivers, Tom, no. where they got a special station alongside the road for No, I mean, I the, thought they had to go to a fish. special scale or something that they have, no? As long as it's a certified scale. Okay. Yeah. Well, what are, well, what, are, what do they use? Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Chatillion yeah. scales are certified, but they don't measure in the ounces. Actually, you can, Tom, I believe... Let's say I got my $50 Rapala handset. Yeah, right. I've got one of those. Yeah. I, you can, I believe, take it to the guy who's like in charge of weights and measures. Yeah, okay. And if they verify it with their equipment, they can put a sticker on the yeah. back and certify oh, really? the scale. 
Yeah, oh. I think that's what they can do. Oh. Maybe one of our listeners knows. Our our listeners are, Tom, just full of knowledge, yeah, right? They, are. they straighten us out yeah. on this thing right away. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. we get older and yeah. brains start slipping, we'll get straightened out on more things, yeah. I'm sure. But, uh, go by. you know, here we had all those great plans of catching these uh, record fish. And well, I'm still going to catch them... the state record walleye. But, I, but, yeah, you know, it's like, wouldn't the give, DNR give you special dispensation? If, retire, I mean, saying, hey, look, make movies, the fish is alive. It's in my live well. You come out, you come, come out and verify. It. Now can I take it alive someplace to let it keep swimming well, you around? You call Flight for Life. They can take yeah. it well, real fast in yeah. a helicopter. Well, Maybe they'll I, make it. I don't know if the DNR Put would let you do that or not. We'll, have to, well, who do you got there? We have Randy from Milwaukee. Okay. Hey, good morning, Randy. How you doing this morning? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, what, good. What do well, you think? I love listening to your show. Um, About three years ago, I caught a 15-inch crappie that I wanted to mount. A what? 15-and-a-half-inch oh, crappie. That's a dandy. That's a nice one. That's a killer, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We were on the Pete and Will Floyd's. So what What did I do? I filled my cooler with ice, put it in there, and got home, took it to the taxidermist, and it was still flopping around. Okay. That's okay. So, you know, I didn't transport any no, you did, water. Yeah, you did the right thing. I mean, if right. the if the fish is that dumb not to die, well, no. <laughs> well, did you did ice. you use lake lake water then? Or no, did? just ice, right? Just ice. Just ice. ice. That I bought from the gas station. Yeah, that you were perfectly legal, perfectly okay. legal. So yeah. if you just put it on the ice, they does what? You know, you doesn't know, the ice have to melt for it to be in water, Tom, so it can breathe? It probably does. But you know well, what? I, I I'll tell you what, Randy. What I do when I leave a lake. All right, I empty my live well, and usually some of the lakes that I go to, there's a gas station close by. Sure. I pull in, I get a bag of ice, and dump that in the live well. So the fish, they might be still in the live well, but there's no lake water, and I dump yeah, the ice I, in there, I, and that's perfectly legal. I, you I can do, do that. I do that all the time. With yeah. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Just like when you're, when you're ice fishing, you're, you throw your fish on the, on the ice, and then you throw it in your bucket. As you're driving home, you start right. hearing them flopping in your bucket, right? Yeah, well, which is fine. You know, it's like I said, you you did okay. If the fish dies or doesn't die, it doesn't really well, matter. Well, I guess maybe as long there, as must, you got there must be ice. something with the uh, physiology of the fish where by throwing it on the ice, even though they're not in water, maybe that somehow keeps them alive longer? Well, well, you know, the thing is, if, if you don't live far, if you only live five, ten minutes from a lake, you know, and you catch the fish and you drive home, yeah, a lot of those fish are probably still be alive, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, like yeah. I said, I was on a Pete and Will Floyd, and I yeah. lived down on the south side of Milwaukee, and when I got down here, it was It was, it was still kicking, so. still alive. That was that was That's one, one hardy fish. Yeah, it was, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. how's, the, uh, how's the mount look? Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So did yeah. the guy do it with like any like uh like driftwood or anything behind yes, it? Yes, he did. He did it with driftwood and the key was like he told me he said you got dust it. Get it free of dust. Yeah, you, know? you gotta dust it constantly, yes. Because they do acquire a lot of dust. <laughs> those yeah, monsters. Yeah, they do. For some yeah. reason, I don't know why, but they do. All right. Well thanks, Randy, for the call. Congrats okay, on that guys, crappie. All okay, right, sure. thanks. Bye now. Okay. All right, we gotta go to another break. Boy, they come every 15, every 15 min- minutes. minutes or so. Yeah, That's we got to do it. they're scheduled every yep. 15 minutes. Yep. So anyway, we'll be back with the gut report. And then after the 645 break, we'll, we'll, we will be playing the Hornswoggle, brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. We'll be right back with more. Yeah. Come here. I'm going to eat you.
I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by V Marchese Produce and Discount Liquor. Bushy, you know what a Ramalad is? Do you know what that is, a Ramalad? That's the guy that you go to see if you want to achieve per- perfect uh, consciousness <laughs> on your deathbed, right? You go see the Ramalati. Uh, not, not quite. But I had to ask Greg on how to spell it, and he knew how to spell it. He knows everything. Yeah, he's a smart guy. But anyway, uh, a Ramalad basically is a Cajun seasoning, okay, that you can put on shrimp, crab cakes, poor boys, uh, fish, number, and it's kind of spicy. But I had some this past week. And it was excellent. So I went on cooks.com, and I was looking at all these different recipes for ramalads, and it's like, man, they got a lot of ingredients. But I found one that was pretty simple, and it's called a simple ramalad sauce. It's one cup of sour cream, a half a cup of cocktail sauce, two teaspoons of horseradish, and three tablespoons of sweet pickle relish. And you can add Cajun seasonings if you want. You mix that all up. And you put it on different things, you know, and it, and it's very tasty, but it is a little spicy. So if you like spicy stuff, something from that New Orleans type cooking, there's Ramalad sauce is really good. Now, if you want to look it up yourself and find some of the authentic ones instead of the simple recipe, just go on cooks.com. But this is how you smell, spell Ramalad, and Greg knew this right away. Ramalad. R-M. R-M. Ramalad. R-A-M. No. R-H-A-M. No, it was R-E-M-O-U-L-A-D-E. Ramalad. <laughs> I would have never Ramalad. guessed that. But anyway, but uh, yeah, Greg knew how to spell that right off the bat. Give that a try. Give that a try. It's, it's, it's very interesting, but like I said, if you like spicy stuff, you'll like it. If you don't like spicy stuff, you won't. The Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com. And by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st in Oklahoma in Milwaukee and 919 North Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly! Hey Tom, if you yeah. uh, if you yeah. read <clears throat> have you read your latest issue of Badger Sportsman magazine yet? Yeah, I went through it. I mean, I didn't read it all, of course, but okay. I, I I went through it. Yeah. Okay. Did you read this this one part here about the conversation between oh, the husband I, and wife? I, you know, the best part of that magazine is reading the okay. stories and so the here, jokes. Read that. Read here, it. Here, read it. Here it goes. I it's a conversation it. between a husband and wife. So, <clears throat> wife says to the husband. Uh, you drink too much beer, husband. So, wife, how many beers a day do you drink, husband? Eh, usually about five. Wife, how much do you pay for per, per beer, husband? Oh, I don't know, three to five bucks includes a tip. Wife, and how long have you been drinking, husband? I don't know, about twenty-five years, I guess. Wife, so if a beer costs five dollars and you have five beers a day, which puts your spending each month at seven hundred fifty dollars, in one year it would be approximately nine thousand dollars, correct? Husband, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Wife, if in one year you spend nine thousand dollars, not accounting for inflation, the past twenty-five years puts your spending at two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, correct? Husband, correct. Wife, do you know that if you didn't drink so much beer? That money could have been put in a step-up interest savings account, and after accounting for compound interest for the past 25 years, 
You could have bought an airplane by now. <laughs> husband, you don't drink beer. Wife, so, husband, where's your airplane? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, yeah. Yeah, so it's, this is in the they, back of the uh Yeah, in the back, they always got magazine. Some, they got, like, some jokes, some stories, some true stuff. They take photos of places, you know. Yeah. Did you see the uh, in the last issue they hey. had a photo of a bathroom up in northern Wisconsin, but the stalled doors were yep. about halfway up. You could see the whole toilet. Yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> and it is, was real. And here's a great picture of a redneck gun case. It's an old refrigerator. Yeah, I know. What a great idea. That's, that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. Just take the old refrigerator and you clear out the shelves, and then you put like some little stuff in the back where you can just line the guns up. And then put a lock on the door. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Just unplug it, I'm thinking. Well, yeah, you might you want to probably don't want to cool for... off your, well, I don't you know. know. The, the Rednecks might want. your beer in there with it. The Rednecks might keep it cold, you know, keep put the beer in, too, and the catfish fillets and whatever. <laughs> right there. <laughs> but, like yeah, it. what a great idea. Get an old refrigerator. <laughs> Get into a gun. Hey, there, uh, there's another good article in here, too. They're talking about uh, jerkbait fishing for bass. And... Uh, you know, I uh, years ago when the husky jerk first came out, my first, you know, four pound plus molly was with uh, Steve Milliot one cold May day on Little Sturgeon when he said, "Throw that, you know, throw that out." He was using plastics, which I didn't like using, so he says, "Throw this and just give it some pauses." And I caught a nice one. But then, uh, on my annual uh, trip up with Horton, uh, when I go up to Door County. Uh, we've been using the Rapala X wrap, the Shadow wraps. Still using. Um, I've used, caught a few on the Husky Jerks yet, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, Smithwick Rogues. The real good article here about using it for spring bass, and we use them for smallies, Tom. But this guy's using them for big largemouth. Mm -hmm. And and I've used them for walleyes. I've used them for northern pike. Uh, they work great. Yeah, and, for, and, especially and if, for cold if, water when the fish aren't really active yeah. and you're trying to trigger a strike. Yeah, and what's nice about them is that especially the neutral buoyancy ones. I mean, you you get them down to a depth that they'll dive to, and you kind of pause it and they'll kind of hang there, you yep. know. And you give it a twitch and they'll pause and they'll hang. And for our listeners who who are not sure of what we're talking about, basically it, it looks like a rapala. Okay, it, it it's a minnow imitator lure with a small lip on the front of it. And uh, the two I've been using are Husky Jerks and Smithwick Rogues. Mm -hmm. uh, I've used those two a lot. And then, of course, there's a lot of other ones out there. But I'll tell you what. But if you're using them for pike, uh, you know, make sure you, especially in our waters around here, if you're using them for bass, put one of those light leaders on in front of it. Otherwise, the pike will bite those things right off and now, steal them from you. Now, the, uh, I'll tell you what, Tom. Uh, up in Door County, we got turned that's on one. to the uh, Rapala X. Hey, Danny, the Rapala that, that's X one. You said I'll tell you what. <laughs> you know, Tom, my, were you put on earth to point out everybody's idiosyncrasies? No, no. Okay, because we're going to we start pointing about out that. your idiosyncrasies. No, we were just like talking how many about times that in a earlier. How many times you use the word wonderful in a broadcast? I don't know. I don't, That's one of yours. Is it really? It's wonderful. And I always think of oh. Shirley Temple saying wonderful. Oh, okay. So anyway. I have to think about that. It's wonderful. I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> the Rapala X-Rap and the Rapala Shadow Wrap mm -hmm. rock. Yeah? Yeah, I quit using pretty much the Rogue and the mm -hmm. Husky Jerk unless I'm getting really bored. Mm -hmm. Those really work well. And the other ones they got listed here are the Mega Bass Vision 110. 
the Lucky Craft Pointer 100, and the Lucky Strike RCSTX. There, lately, there's been a there's lot of new ones coming out. One. Yo, Yozuri's got one. Uh, every, I think every company. Yo, yeah, that, Yozuri. Yeah. Sashimi. Those those are expensive ones, though. Just because of the name, the sashimi. Yeah, yeah. but no, like but the thing is, import, is that man. there's a. I think every company that makes hard baits has got one, and uh, of course, I'm not up on every one of them that's out there. They've come up with new but ones. But there's a yeah. lot of them out there. Hey, we got to go to a break, Danny, because what we got coming up next is the Hornschwaggle. Danny's going to ask you three questions. I'll uh, tell you what. Yeah, that's right. You and, can win. And, you will win a wonderful prize by it's wonderful from uh, Coleman Insect Repellents and Baitmate Fish Attractants. Uh, all you got to do is answer two of the three outdoor questions correctly, and you will be a winner. So we need a caller right now to be a contestant at 414-799-1250. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on Sports Radio 1250 AM and on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you live from the, where are we coming from live? From the Baitmate bait Fish Attractant Studio. <laughs> That's it. And right now, we've got our Hornswoggle segment, Mr. Douglas. Yep, and we've got our good friend Al Shook on the line. He wants to play this week. Good morning, Al. Good morning, guys. How are we doing today? Hey, we're good. doing good, Al. Are you, are you up for this? I'm up for it. I'm on my way to my palatial estate up in Crivets. And Danny, my little brother Tommy, says hi. Hey, all, all right. right. Say hi to him too. Hey, uh, are you are the are the quick and the deadly brothers done shooting pheasants for the year? Yeah, we're done. We uh, the last one we had was that Tuesday afternoon shoot, and uh, the dog made him fly, and we made him die. So all right, that's that's what we're talking about. All righty. <laughs> so here we go. <clears throat> Fishing questions. Uh, saugers. Saugers are part of the same family as walleyes and actually get bigger than walleyes. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No horn. Uh, hornswoggle. That's a hornswoggle. You're That's right. right. Walleyes yeah, get bigger. I almost, I almost forgot the vernacular. That's yeah. okay. You can stop <laughs> to right. think about it. Okay. <clears throat> a uh, new state record crappie was recently caught in Illinois by Mr. Larry Mundello. That's a horseshoe. Right. Larry Mandela was Beaver Cleaver's best friend. Okay, here we go. Here's uh, number three. Well, you're a winner anyway, but. Here we go. To anchor your boat securely, be sure to position your boat directly above the anchor line where it's going straight down perpendicular to the boat to the bottom. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? I'm sorry, Dan. I'm on a cell phone. I missed the first part. Okay. The anchor line going straight down, but I don't know what. Okay, so for your boat to be anchored securely, you may you need to have the line going straight down under the boat right, with no slack, right tight to the bottom. That's a hornswoggle. That's a hornswoggle, yeah, right. right. Otherwise, you'll just bounce away. You need to leave yeah. a little line out. Very good. Well, congratulations, Al. You're a winner. Hey, I, I always knew that, but now it's been affirmed. That's so good. There you go. Thanks. All right. Thanks for playing, Al. Okay. Good luck hey, today. You guys have a great show. You Take too. care, guys. Bye now. See ya. Bye-bye.
Okay, well, we got our first winner in the new Hornschwaggle by Baitmate and Coleman. I needed somebody younger who wouldn't recognize the name <laughs> Larry, Larry Mundell. Mundell. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Larry Mundello. Yeah. Gee, Beaver! <laughs> He's chewing on an apple. <laughs> Hat kind of cocked sideways. Yeah. Oh, boy. He was probably one hey. of the first kids who started the trend of having his hat sideways. I think he was a modern day rappers modeled their yeah. look after Larry Mondello. I think so. That might be. You never know. I think so. Uh, I just want to let everybody know <laughs> that if if you're interested in a life-size uh, painting of Aaron Rodgers or Ryan Braun or both, just go to ceoguys.com. Just go to our website and you'll see them pictured there. And uh, it was part of John Lehman's collection, and uh, they're they're beautiful uh, paintings. Uh, and like I said, they're they're like six six feet tall or something like that. I mean, they're almost life size. They're really big. They're beautiful. If you know somebody that has a bar or a big man cave that wants to put these in, we can, I can put you in touch. Uh, basically, you'll be calling me, and then uh, we'll do a little. Uh, not horn swoggling, but horse trading. Horse trading. That's it. We'll do a little horse trading there, and uh, uh, we'll see what Lowy wants to let him go for. And uh, but if you're interested in one of those, just go to ceoguys.com and see the pictures on there and all that good stuff. Anyway, uh, what else you got going on over there, Danny? Well, I've been hunting. I've been reading about hunting. You know, being as I am the like, uh, <clears throat> hunter historian for the Cutting Edge Outdoors, I'm going to get a business card that says D. Bush Hunter. Hunting historian. Oh, I thought it would say have, marriage have, counselor. Have gun. Okay. We'll, we'll travel. Have gun. We'll travel. Well, I've, I've been reading. I found an old t- a book about hunting, and it's talking about hunting in the old uh, old school way over there in Britain with the fox and hounds thing. Oh, yeah. You got dudes in red coats mm-hmm. riding horses, looking all fancy, and a whole pack of beagles running behind. But it's got a history of hunting. And maybe, you know, you had heard this, but, you know, back, back in like middle age times and stuff, Joe Schmo couldn't just go out and kill a deer because no. they'd get in big, big trouble, right? You were on the Lord's land. Okay, here and- it says. Here's a. It says this: the Norman kings were all fond of hunting, but they were jolly well not going to let anyone else in on the fun. Great areas of England were afforested. That is, became royal mm-hmm. preserves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, you couldn't just go ahead. It says. Woe betide the man who tampered with the vert. <laughs> with the vert? <laughs> I.e. any growing plant big enough to shelter a deer. I think that means you can't be cut, cutting down trees. Yeah, probably. He would be guilty of a sart. Oh, really? Yeah, you never want to be caught for a sart. <laughs> That's even worse than a fart. And whilst he lived, would wish that he had not. Anyone caught taking venison, which at that time meant any flesh, could be blinded. Good King Richard, he of the lion heart, uh, added castration for good measure. (laughs) Yeah, blinded and castrated. So you don't want to shoot the deer there, you'll cut your nuts off. You don't want to fool around with that King Richard. That (laughs) would really, yeah. And then here's here's something interesting. It says, as as the Middle Ages progressed, um, they came up with hunting became more formal and scientific under the Code of Venery. Have you ever heard of the Code of Venery? Never have. Here it is. Firm rules were laid down as to what was hunted, how and when. Animals were classified. And here's the classification. 
Uh, the beasts for hunting were the hare, the hart, the wolf, and boar. You know what a heart is? Maybe that's a deer or something. I don't know. I'll I don't have know. to check into that. The other category were beasts, uh, beasts of the chase. So the beasts of the chase were subdivided into beasts of sweet flight and beasts of stinking flight. <laughs> really? Is that what it says? Stinking yes. flight? Is that I can think flying of a, skunks? I can think of a few deer I've missed. No. No, pheasants I missed that I would have said those were beasts of the stinking flight that I, I missed. That, I guess that really wasn't jolly old England. Beasts <laughs> of the sweet flight would be ones you'd fold up. So anyway, here it is. It's got it. Sweet flight included buck, doe, oh. bear, reindeer, and elk. Oh, so sweet flight must be running. The stinkers were such animals as the fowl mart, the polecat. Oh. The wildcat, badger, fox, weasel, marten, squirrel, otter, stoat, and white rat. Yeah, oh. You got to watch out for them white rats. What would mm. you rather hunt? Little did I know <sighs> I've been hunting stinkers. I've been hunting squirrels. <laughs> I know they're little stinkers they're when stinkers, they yeah. go up into their nest or hole. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, fascinating. And when we yeah. come back, I'm going to work and, on know, researching, being as I'm the hunting research researcher of the show and find out exactly what a heart is yeah and and i and i think if i'm not positive from years ago that one of the reasons that i i, I it's not the only reasons but one of the reasons that they uh they hunted the fox a lot over there was because number one it, it was a, a chase animal that they could all get together chase them on the horses with the hounds but they didn't like fox because they would uh take you know eat the pheasants and eat the pheasant eggs and they wanted more pheasants you know, then then they, about, then they did the fox. How about you know? the chickens? Did they want to take I, care I, of the chickens too? Uh, well, I don't know. I know they ate those. But anyway, we got to go to a break. Greg is ready for his update. Hey, Are you ready, Greg? I hardly wait. Greg is ready and raring to go with the update here on the, on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Stay tuned for our number two. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.